Hi there. Welcome or welcome back to the Viewers Mental Health Pod. Um I hope that you're well. Um there's no way for me to know. Okay, I think there's like a feedback question thing on Spotify specifically. You know, but not I don't think it's on other platforms, but I know Spotify has like a question a Q and A like uh you know thing. But anyway, I do hope that you're well. Um yeah, let's get into what um we're going to talk about today. And so this is the Believers Mental Health Podcast, and you know that already because you're here. And um, you know, usually we talk about we talk about a lot of things, right? We talk about the believers aspect of mental health, <laughs> basically. And we talk about the mental health aspect, we talk about the believers house um aspect. And from the title, you'd already guess where this is gonna go. So we're gonna talk about, you know, theology, Bible, God, <laughs> the believers aspect of the believers mental health part today. In you know what I've titled um what does God think about me? And it's such an important question, especially because there's so many thoughts that just ruminate in our heads, you know, so many perspectives, so many, basically, that's like what cognition is about, your thoughts, your perspectives, your judgment, you know, all of that, you know, thinking process or belief system. And we just have a lot. And a lot of times, our perspectives on the world or on other people, we tend to project that onto God. And so as a believer, you believe in God. That's that's why you're called a believer. <laughs> and so if you believe in God, it's also important to know what exactly you believe about God. And how that, you know, affects your life. And so... If you go about just projecting, you know, your general belief systems, which we're still working on to change, you know, to grow, to be more positive and all of that onto God, it it will definitely, not it might, it would definitely, you know, just affect your mental health as a believer. And so this aspect of our lives, which is at the center, is very important and is very vital. And this is why we must be strengthened in our conviction of what we believe about God or how we think God sees us or how we think, um, you know, God relates to us. And I, w- I would share like personal experiences or one personal experience. I don't know. That's how I feel. But, you know, I remember when I just started becoming serious in my work with God or let me see when I gave my life to Christ. Because I had been saved before I gave my life to Christ. Um, I believe that salvation or in salvation, we receive the life of Christ. You know, We receive the life of Christ at salvation. And then in our sanctification journey, we give our lives to Christ. You know, And this is like, I mean, you can say it's just semantics, but it's salvation semantics. And it's really, really important. And it's important because I, I remember like, uh, 
I think four episodes before, um, in an episode titled Uneven, I went on and on about how the relationship we have with God is uneven in that he is the seeker, you know, he is the one who sought us out. He's the one who put his mercy upon us. He's the one who um, intervened in our situation and brought us close to him and made us to be known of him you know to and made us also know him too so he is the one taking the step he's the one that was so rich in mercy that reached out to us while we were dead in sin so it was not anything that we did it wasn't our prayer that brought us close it wasn't our good works that brought us close in a sense it is him intervening sovereignly into our situation in that we were dead in sins and then he quickened us to his life And so just, you know, from that, our relationship is uneven. But anyway, let's go back to the subject matter. And so I remember at that time, I just, you know, started becoming very serious with God, you know. And because of certain expectations I used to have about relationships, just generally, or just about life. And and for this is actually... You know what? <laughs> it's very interesting because in my dealings with human beings, I've had this expectation of of like what a human being should do for me or like what a relationship would look like, you know, where that it will be so perfect and if it's right then everything will fall into place without putting any intentional work and everything should just be easy and everything should just go smoothly like there will be no there will be no struggle, there will be no strife, there will just it just be cute you know and so i always had that expectation and even with and obviously i projected that to god and i'm like okay now that i've come to know god now that i'm taking my work with god seriously every other thing should fall into place and so i had to struggle with that not happening (laughs) and it was i think it was it, it, it was weird no i think i knew it was strange because there was just this dissonance in my head that it's like oh but well i know god i shouldn't be feeling this way you know like i've come to give my life to christ i've decided to take him seriously i decided to know him better i shouldn't be feeling this way i shouldn't be feeling this bad i shouldn't have low moments i shouldn't you know basically all the things that i thought would happen would just disappear and have like this perfect life, this perfect mind, you know, that's not prone to anything and not and not breaking down and not remembering all the things that have happened, all the things that I've done, or you know, it would just be perfect in the sense. And unfortunately it wasn't. And that made me feel like I had been disappointed. Because I also had these expectations of people and they disappointed me. And so when it also didn't happen with God, I just thought, oh, well, you know, every relationship is disappointing. Like, you know, I'm never going to get that perfect life. I'm never going to get that perfect relationship. And so let's just leave it like it's like it's over. You know, I've just, first of all, um, it, there's one, <laughs> there's something, there's a thing in like uh, CBT. CBT is cognitive behavioral therapy and it, ha- and it has like certain assumptions. And so... Or just setting foundations, so to say. And one of the foundations of CBT is the fact that, you know, our irrational thoughts can come as catastrophizing 
and I'm so good at that. I'm so good at catastrophizing. Just be like, ah, if this didn't happen, then it's the end. Then we're over. Then we're done. You know, and things like that. And so I had that mindset too. And that just made me immature. And I mean, granted, I was immature. I I still, (laughs) there was still a lot of growth I needed to do as a person and as a believer and everything. And I just really projected all the feelings of disappointment or the feelings of my trust, you know, being broken. I felt at that time that my trust was broken and I was disappointed and everything. And I was also disappointed at myself too because when you talk about it from a perspective of a relationship with God, you will definitely be disappointed in yourself because no matter what, there's a part of us that realizes <laughs> that the fault is more with us than it, than it is with a good God if you do believe you know that god is good and all of that would have you know i would not have spiraled i would not well i would have probably spiraled still but from a better place and from a place of understanding you know a lot of times we feel like the absence of or we feel like peace or perfection or whatever the word is you want to use is the absence of any turbulence you know it's the absence of like Oh, um, oh, it's absence of... Okay, so let me let me bring this one to a mental health perspective. So, imagine if you used to have suicidal ideations. Or used to just have mental breakdowns. Or used to have panic attacks. Or used to have thoughts about different things. You know, we feel like, oh, if we've come to Christ, those thoughts should automatically stop. But they're not going... To, uh, well, they might... <laughs> But usually they don't there is no automatic stop to some certain things. What is more realistic is this that even if those thoughts come, I am strengthened in my conviction. I know. And so imagine if a thought is coming and say God doesn't even love you. You know, how would you say God that God loves you? Look at what's happening, look at what's happening. You respond from the the conviction that you're strengthened in that no. I know God loves me. And you might not necessarily feel like that at that moment. You might not, you know, your feelings don't have to match. There doesn't have to be an absence of those thoughts like, oh, I will never think about this again in my life. Or this will never affect me again in this way. Or I will never be, you know, in this depressive state. I will never be anxious. It doesn't have to, you don't have to wait for that moment that you describe as perfect. You don't have to wait for the relationship to look perfect because most of our expectations are just founded even in insecurities and powered by fear and so it's like the reason why you want that sort of perfect relationship is because you're still afraid you're still afraid of what will happen if it's not perfect you're still afraid of of this idea that you've that you've held there to shatter you know, you, you're, you're still afraid of like, oh, what if it fails? What if it doesn't work out? What if I trust again and I get hurt? You know, and that's why you want to maintain this image of perfection. It's not coming from a place of peace. It's not coming from a place of stability. It's not coming from a place of growth. It's coming from a place of fear. You know, one example I can give is when people, or you see a lot of TikToks, people are like, oh, I went to go and overheal. You know, now I'm letting nobody in. You know, that's like counterproductive because the why you why you are protecting that wall so is not because you've actually healed, it's because you are afraid. And so that doesn't necessarily help. And so it's important to know what God thinks about you. And I and I want to tell you what God thinks about you. Now, 
one of the characters of God that we're introduced to in scriptures, right, is the only benevolence of God, which is that he is good. He is good. <laughs> that, that's like, that's just it. He is good. Like, good is he. No, not good is he, but he is good. He's good. He's good. He's good. And he's lavishly merciful. More so, we see that he wants us to depend on him for everything. Like, he's saying, call upon me and I will answer you. You know, when the Israelites um, were going through a lot, you know, they were fighting a lot of nations, a lot of nations were invading them. They did not think to call on the Lord. Like, they did not, they did not think, like, it didn't come to their mind. Like, oh, let's go and pray about this. Because they were confident in the flesh. Inside, they were like, you know what? Let's make this political move. Let's, you know, let's go to Egypt and submit ourselves to Egypt. They'll keep us safe. Let's do this. Let's do that. But they never thought to call on the Lord. And God is speaking to his prophets and he's like, they didn't even call on me. Like at this moment, and at this point, they refused to call on me even when these nations were overpowering them because they were self-sufficient. And so that teaches us that God wants you to be dependent on him. And so if we add everything together, let's start related to, to our mental health. We know that God is good. God is lavishly merciful and God wants you to depend on him and not be self-sufficient. So in relating this to whatever thought comes to our head or relating this to whatever we feel our relationship with God is or how does God show up, you know, um, when we are having a bit of a mentee be, you know, mentee be is a mental breakdown or when we're doing this or when it feels like we're not perfect or we don't or we're not um you know our top selves you know or or this happened or this thought happened and it overwhelmed us and we believed it for a bit how does that express itself are you thinking that oh god is probably tired of me you know he's just like this girl get get your like get yourself together what are you doing that's not what god is saying because if he's good and he's merciful and he wants you to depend on him He's not going to be put off by moments of weakness. No. He's, he's obviously, he, he is going to want better for you, but he's not going to be put off by it. He's not a man, you know, that's going to be like, oh, when are you just going to get your, you know, get yourself together? When are you just going to do this, get your stuff together, get everything together? Da, 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 I'm tired of you. He's not going to do that because he's good. He's merciful. And also, he wants you to be self-dependent. And so, what does God think about you? He thinks that you should be more (laughs) God-dependent. He thinks that you should trust in his goodness. And he thinks that you should trust in his mercy. You know, the idea that we have of God is often, you know, somebody that's just so perfect. And he is perfect. He's holy. There's nobody like him. And you're like, you know what? He's just looking over us. You know, he's so stern, you know, frowning. Like, I hope you don't mess up again. After after I've been there for you, don't mess up again. You know, that's not what is happening. He understands m- more than we could ever think that he does. 
it would be contradictory if he's tired that you're always running to him after you mess up like no it it would be because we know that he's saying run to me every time draw from me when you are weak and so if he he tells us to draw for him draw from him when we're weak then he expects us to be weak and if you get what i'm saying then he expects us to have moments of doubt if he's trying to tell us believe in me and trust in me then he expects us to not show up in that hundred that we feel like we must show up as then he definitely expects us to trust that he is good He definitely expects that all moments will not be good for us. So then we must trust in his own goodness. (laughs) He definitely expects us to mess up. That's why his mercy is there. And that's why he's lavish. And so if you think that God is just, you know, sitting and is just expecting this perfect child to, you know, to just behave perfectly all the days of their lives you know and never fall and never falter and just handle everything as a good child of god then you've got it all wrong you've got it all wrong and so in your weakest moments what does god think about you he definitely is thinking i hope my child knows that i still love him her i still love her so much i still love him so much I hope he knows that he can trust in me and draw from my strength. I hope he knows that he can trust in me and depend on me to intervene, to help, to heal hearts, to comfort. And so, yeah, that's what God thinks about you. You know, he knows definitely and he definitely thinks about you, you know, like his child. And if you know any parents, you know, except you are i mean let's not even compare with earthly parents let's just let's let's just focus on god (laughs) and even even our parental relationships or our attachment you know we talked about the attachment theory um i think it was like last season or something but I, i spoke about it recently in the newsletter and even that affects how much we project onto him so let's 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 be careful not to project and you know let's see that god is not a man you know, he's not he's not all the people that have betrayed your trust in the past. He's not all the people that have hurt you. He's not all the people that got tired of you, got tired of your whinings, got tired of you. No, 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 no. He's very much saying, depend on me. And even what scripture shows us is that when we do not depend on God, it doesn't please him. Because he wants you to depend on him. And so he won't, he can't tell you depend on me and then say, oh, I'm tired of hearing about this now. Or I'm tired of seeing you fall. I'm tired. I'm tired of, no, 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 not at all. And so we can draw from his strength, believing that he heals. We can grow in our convictions that, that he is good and he loves us. I remember one phase in my life, and this was 2021. And I said to myself, I want to believe. I want to wake up in any situation, in whatever happened in my life and say with confidence god is good and god loves me and i always used to say that i remember that season i always used to say that to myself god is good and god loves me i wanted to be so like i was like i'm going to build this conviction and so it's possible it's possible to indeed build that conviction have i not fought of course i thought that i I would be in the deepest of trenches you know (laughs) i would be 
hot tears are you know some tears are cool and calm some tears are hot and i always ended with god you know god is good and god loves me you know and that's such an amazing thing and and i feel like i need to relearn it you know because this life is just it's ever moving sometimes you need to relearn what you used to do before and that's fine it doesn't mean that you're going backward it just means that you need to emphasize as you've emphasized before and so i feel like i really need to emphasize that more and more god is good and god loves me it's something you should work towards building in your heart because that sets the foundation for every other thing that's going to come hallelujah well yeah um that's just really what i wanted to talk about um you know and it's i mean i say something and i and i don't say it lightly i'm like one thing i would never get tired of hearing is that joy god loves you i would never get i don't think i'll ever get tired of hearing it i think i need to hear it every day of my life <laughs> i need to wake up in the morning and hear it and you know who better to remind you than yourself and so even when it feels like it even when things are cute and even when you are cute but even when you're messy and you're chaotic and everything is all over the place god loves you always have and he will always will glory to god um yeah that brings us to the end of the episode i hope that you are oh i I, oh when i started recording i thought i was gonna talk about like last episode where i was feeling a bit down and everything you know what (sighs) i have decided not to (laughs) i'm just joking after that episode obviously i had to check my motives i had to check my desires and i'm like you know do you want fame do you want people to notice you do you want like is that why you why you started this and honestly it's not um i think it's it was just in a wider context of how i was feeling about my life and like you know what am i doing where am i going to and this week i think earlier this week i saw a note from two years ago and in that note i wrote that i don't know where i'll be when i turn 25 but what i do know is i'll be following god and that's enough for me and that just changed my perspective on my life generally like my life is not worth something because i've hit certain milestones you know my life is worth it because he lives and because he knows me and i know him and i love him and he loves me and that made me feel really better about myself and yeah i mean i i said to myself i'm I'm going to try as much as possible to show up every week for this podcast for this year that's like my goal um will it continue next year watch out and see (laughs) but it should it should um it should anyway do have a lovely day bye (laughs)